Masechet Ketubot Daf Mem Aleph. With this uh, Daf, we are we plan to complete the third pedic. The Mishnah is all about the difference between damages and a fine, uh, compensation for uh, some the value of something as opposed to a fine. Uh, so it gives a few examples. Haomer pititi et bito shel peloni meshalem boshet upagam al piasmo ve'en meshalem kenas. The main difference is that regarding compensation, if someone admits that he owes compensation, he does pay. If someone admits that he owes a fine, he does not have to pay because a fine is is a punishment, uh, uh, is punitive for having done that. But if he admits it, then he doesn't have to pay. Whereas compensation, he owes because the item he stole or the damage that he did. Um, But there are some cases that are kind of in between and hard to figure out what they are. So the first example is a man comes and says, I seduced the daughter of that person. So he's admitting it on his own. So therefore he does have to pay the damages, which is the humiliation and the degradation based on his own testimony, but he does not have to pay the fine because he admitted himself. Second case, someone admits that he stole something, so he certainly has to return the original amount of the item that he stole. That is simply the, the compensation, but he does not have to pay the double for most cases or the four and five for stealing a sheep or an ox because that is an added penalty. That's a fine, but he admitted it, so he doesn't have to pay. If someone comes and admits that my ox gored a person or gored the ox of a person, so he has to pay damages. He has to pay uh, for uh, uh, he has to pay based on his uh, admission. Hemit shori abdo ploni. So the, the case that we just talked about, the Mishnah is going to, the Gemara is going to cite and ask what is talking about. Is it a shor mu'ad? If it's shor mu'ad, for sure, the payment is uh, going to be damages. If it's a short tam where he pays half, so what is that? Half, half payment. Would that be considered damages or a fine? That will be most of the discussion of the, of the Gemara. We will attempt to prove it from this line. We'll end up saying, no, this line might just be Mu'ad. Okay. If someone uh, comes and admits, my ox killed a slave of that person, then he does not pay anything based on his testimony. That's because the payment for a slave, as we saw yesterday, is 30 shekel. No matter what the amount, the value of the slave is, doesn't matter if it's an old and sick slave or a young and, and strong slave that does skilled work, no, it doesn't matter. It's a set amount. Since it's a set amount, you see that that shows it's a fine. If it was damages, then it would depend on the value of the damage. So therefore, he does have to pay. The general rule governing all of these is that any time uh, the payment is more than the damage, then he does not pay based on his own admission. If the payment is more than the damage, it shows that it's a fine, not damages. And that would be the case uh, in, for example, many cases of a slave, the 30 shekel is a significant sum. Um, It's possible that you have a very skilled uh, uh, slave that's worth more, but most of the time it would be worth less. So the fact that you have to pay that amount shows that it's a fine, and uh, and therefore he does not have to pay if he admits it.
Gemara will discuss, well, what about less? Uh, because chatsi, uh, nezek, paying half the amount for a short time, an unwarranted uh, ox, is, since is less, is that included in this principle or not included in this principle? That will be part of the main discussion. Okay, so now, while you gave many examples, uh, but it doesn't give all examples, velitni anasti, uh, how come it doesn't say, if uh, someone says, I, uh, comes and admits, I raped uh, this person, how come over there also we don't say he'll have to pay for the damages, the boshet, the pegam, sa'ar, but would not have to pay the, uh, the fine? So we answer, let me buy Yeah, we're using, we're saying it's not necessary to teach that. Let me buy Anasti. I'm not even going to mention the case of Anasti because it's obvious that the fine would not be paid. Because in that case, his accusation is not de- uh, tarnishing the victim's reputation. And so in that case, for sure, he would have to pay the, uh, the, degradation and the humiliation to the person he raped. That's yes. As opposed to aval pititi de kapagim la. But if a person says admits I seduced this uh, naada, and that means that the naada agreed to it, and so in that case, by me making that accusation against uh, some young girl, that would imp- that would imply that there is something wrong that she also was complicit, even though she's a minor and all that. But nevertheless, it doesn't look nice uh, uh, for her and for her family, and uh, so for her to. Uh, uh, so for me to admit it and therefore have to pay what is implicating someone else in the in the in the crime or in the shame of the crime, and so therefore you might have thought, maybe I don't have that. I, we, maybe the court says, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna believe you to admit something where there is an accomplice. Uh, or where at least it'll bring shame to someone else. Maybe they don't want that. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're not going to agree to receive the, the fine. Um, so, and, and so therefore I would not, ha- not have to pay it. That's why the Mishnah mentions this case of, sedu- of the seducer, um, because the case of the rapist is obvious. In the case of the rapist, if the man r- raped that person, um, then she did nothing wrong. She was totally forced, and so there's no uh, shame, public shame, uh, to the family or to her. She didn't agree to do anything out, uh, that was out of order. Okay. Now that we've established why uh, that the case of rape would in fact be the same, we're going to explain that the Mishnah it does not follow the following uh, Tana. What we just said is not agreed upon by all because Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda says in the name of Rabbi Shimon that in the case of seduction, even when the person comes, uh, when the man comes and admits, he does not have to pay for the humiliation and degradation based on his own admission because why it should not be within his power to tarnish the reputation of someone else's daughter. Um, and uh, therefore, he'll come and admit it, but the other family can just deny it and say, no, our daughter did not uh, agree to your seduction. Go away. Um, and so keep your money. And therefore, 
he would not have to pay. So, but our Mishnah is not that opinion. Our Mishnah says he does, the seducer does have to pay. So now Rapapa asks Abaya, according to the Bishimon, who says that the he does not the seducer does not have to pay because it looks bad for her. Well, what if she does want to? She um, wants to get the, the payment of the uh, uh, of the humiliation and degradation. And even though that will that could make it public and people will know that she agreed to the seduction, but nevertheless, she did feel that humiliation, degradation, and she wants to get paid. So then what? Would you say also that the seducer doesn't have to pay if she's okay and she admits she agrees and she wants the payment? So, 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 so we, we answer um, uh, that even if she, the, the young, the Na'ara agrees, maybe the father will not agree to receive the payment because he doesn't want the degradation of the, uh, the name of his family. Okay, Okay. what if the father agrees also? The father says, you know, he's upset that his daughter agreed to this, but nevertheless, he wants this money to be paid because this guy did uh, perpetrate a crime and there is uh, they, 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 he, uh, the, the victim is, deserves payment. So what if it's okay and the father wants it? No, maybe there's another family member, right? Uh, a brother, a cousin, an uncle who says, no, if by you uh, receiving this payment, you're agreeing that this our cousin niece uh, 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 gave in to um, these, this uh, solicitor and therefore it brings a bad name upon our family name. And so we don't want you to. So, um, okay, fine. So what if they have a family meeting and the family meeting, they say, you know what, we're going to accept the payment and that even though that's an admission, that this Na'ada did uh, uh, agree to the seduction. What if the whole family agrees? We say, no. There's not impossible. There's not one person who was not at the family meeting. They're away in another country. There's some cousin, someone who's, had, who's, who's part of the family and therefore, uh, who would not agree to this. After all, that family member probably is not getting any mon monetary benefit from the payment, but they will uh, be known as, oh, we heard about that case. You're the one who has a cousin who uh, agreed to seduction, and that will bring uh, th that will bring a bad name, and the person will not agree. So therefore, the Bishimon actually says, across the board, even if the family all the 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 the, the the father, the people that are around, the family members all agree that yes, you, we that this was done, and we want to, the payment, uh, even though that implicates this our naada relative. Nevertheless, the seducer does not pay uh, because there may be one family member somewhere who would rather not get the payment and keep their name. Um, out of the papers. Okay, ha omed ganavti meshalem et And someone says, um, "I stole." Um, so pay has to pay the principal of what he stole, but not the double four or five times. Itmar palga niska rav papa and and so on. So the Mishnah, uh, we're continuing the whole with the rest of the Mishnah, including the statement that says for damages, one if my ox get uh, damaged. Uh, your ox, so I do have to pay. 
that's what the Mishnah said. So now we're going to ask, Itmar, Palganiska, what if it's a shortatam? Shortatam is an ox that had not gored before. Usually oxen do not go and gore people and gore other oxen. So if it's a shortatam that uh, is not gored before, and it, then, and, and it does, it's kind of surprising, he pays, the, uh, the perpetrator pays half. The owner of the ox pays half. Now, this payment of half, what is its status? That's considered compensation. It is damage. Why, why half? We'll see in a second. However, the son of Rav Yoshua says, no, the half payment is a fine. If it was damaged, and you have to pay the whole thing. Why would it be only half? It means it's a fine. So let's explain the reasoning of each one. Reasons that um, the reason why you pay, why the perpetrator pays half is because n- normally oxen are not safe, right? They're not they're not considered watched, um, and they are safe. And so, really, all oxen need need uh, to be watched, and it's the responsibility of the owner uh, in case they do something. And therefore, from the letter of the law. From the, the, the point of view of strict morality, the owner should pay full amount for his ox, even if it has no history. Oxen sometimes do that. However, but Hashem, the merciful one in the Torah, say, is, is uh, compassionate on him because his ox was not forewarned. It never happened before. And uh, this is like, you know, the car insurance companies that give you one free accident uh, before they uh, uh, raise your rates, right? Because it never happened before. So we want to be compassionate and not uh, hit you so hard. So the Torah says, okay, fine, you can only pay half. But really, you should pay the whole thing. So that's the reason why this is compensation. For the tech, for a technical reason, we want to be compassionate. You don't write, pay the whole thing, but really you should have to pay the whole thing. So even the half payment is a payment of damages. Now, Rav Huna, Bered Rav Yoshua Amar, Palga Niska Kenasa. He said, Rav Yohuna, on the other hand, says, no, the whole thing is a fine. Really, he shouldn't have to pay anything at all. Because he thinks that standard oxen are safe. It's like, it's like they're watched. Oxen don't go and score things for no reason. And so therefore, there's no reason to expect that the oxen would have done this. And so therefore, he really doesn't have to be. And from the letter of the law, from strict morality, the owner of the perpetrator would not have to pay anything at all. But the Torah comes and says, you know what, but we want to uh, give you a fine so that you'll guard your ox, uh, um, uh, so that people will guard their oxen, even though it's unusual and you really don't have to. Nevertheless, we want to make a fine so that uh, even those unusual cases will be prevented because of the fine. Okay, since in the letter of the law there is no damages, no no uh, compensation necessary, uh, therefore we see that the half payment is not for damages, so what is it? It's a fine. Okay, so that we got, now we understand the logic behind both opinions. Now let's see um, some proofs. And we're now going to see four proofs for the side that says um, that in fact half payment is compensation. Uh, so that's the side we're going to say is correct. 
that's the Rapapa's opinion that it is a compensation. And these are challenges to Ravuna, who says that it's a penalty. Okay, there's a mnemonic device to remember the following four proofs are Hezek Ma Behemit Kelal. Okay, the first one, the first one, Hezek, is going to quote a Mishnah and Baba Kama. It says, Tenan, Hanizak Mazik It says, in the case of uh, ox goring someone else, um, and it's a short time, both the, the um, victim and the damager share in the payment. That's what it says. Basically, that the one doing the damage pays half, and the victim, he has to share, and he kind of uh, pays himself the other Half he doesn't get it from the one who did the damage. So let's analyze. According to the one who says that the half amount that's paid is in fact compensation for damage, that's why it makes sense to talk about he who is damaged really deserves the whole thing. But in this case, he because it's a short time, so the victim himself has to is responsible for half of the damage he has to pay out of his own pocket so the language here makes sense in terms of mazik nizak and they're both paying towards the full amount because the full amount is all damage but according to the one who says that the half amount is in is only a fine so uh the owner is uh, taking half of the damage that is actually not his. They were not, we're not talking about damage. The payment of the perpetrator is not payment for damage, but rather a fine. So that's it. He just pays a fine, which happens to be half the amount. But there's no payment of damages, so it does not make sense to use the language that the victim pays for half the damage. Nobody pays for any of the damage. It was just an accident. There's no pay damage payment. And so you wouldn't say that they share in the damage payment. And so therefore this Mishnah uh, proves that it is the uh, all damage payment uh, is correct, that Papa is correct, and Ravuna is difficult to say it's a, it's a, it's a fine. So we answer, Oh no, when the Mishnah said that the victim shares in the loss for the, of the damage, we're not talking about the half payment that he pays out of his pocket, but rather a different loss. That it's the loss of the degradation of the carcass. The way that we calculate the damage is we take the, um, the ox that was gored and, um, and killed. So what was its value just before? It was uh, it was gored. Let's say it was a thousand dollars. And what is its value right after it was gored? Now it's a carcass, but the carcass is still worth money. You can't you can't? It's not kosher meat, but you can use the skin. You can uh, um, the, the you can give the uh, non kosher meat to non Jews, uh, sell it, and so uh, it is still worth money. So let's say it's now it's only worth two hundred. Okay, so the difference is eight hundred, and then so that means that the uh, perpetrator will have to pay half of eight hundred. Will pay four hundred. Okay, now the other to the two hundred of the carcass. That belongs to the owner, its, its original owner. He keeps it. However, it may take some time. By the time he gets to the scene and goes to court and figures out what to do, it could be that the uh, value of the carcass will go down, the meat won't be fresh, 
And now by the time he gets around to being able to sell it, it'll only be worth 100. So now he lack, in fact lost two, lost 100 of what was, uh, what was coming to him. Not only does he lose the 400 of the half damages, but he might lose another 100 for the degradation of the carcass. And that's what we're talking about, that he shares in the payment, shares in the loss. We're talking about that loss. Um, so in fact, we could say that the, the other 400 is a fine, and the sharing is not the other 400 because that's not sharing. You know, he's not sharing the fine, and there's not damages here, but rather we're talking about the loss from the carcass. Okay, now, Pechad Tanena. Hold on, that can't be that this Mishnah is referring to the loss because of degradation of the carcass, because we have another Mishnah that already taught that. Tanena Nezek is actually a Baraita, but the Baraita is commenting on a Mishnah that's earlier than the Mishnah that we just said. Um, and that Mishnah says, Tashlomenezik, whenever someone is paying uh, for damage, he has to pay with the best of his land. And this Baraita is coming and saying, when it says that he has to pay, that teaches that the Be'alim, that the owner of the ox, meaning the ox that was gored, the victim, has to deal with the nevela. He bears the cost, uh, and if it degrades, he bears the cost of the degradation. Um, So so we learn already from, there was a Baraita that learned from a phrase of the Mishnah that the degradation is uh, paid for, is uh, the responsibility of the owner, of the victim. So we know that already, this Mishnah, which comes after that Mishnah, wouldn't have to teach it. And so we answer, no, we actually do, do need both of these Mishnayot to teach that the degradation is the responsibility of the owner. To teach, one is talking about Shortam, one is talking about Mu'ad. And you couldn't necessarily infer one from the other because Usricha Diashminantam Mishum de Akate la Iyaad Avamuad di Iyaad Emala. If you only told me about the Shor Tam, so there it's because the perpetrator was not forewarned. So that's why he's not so responsible. And so I don't, I don't know anything about your degradation of the carcass. Uh, or the perpetrator would say, I don't have to pay for that. But if it was a short mu'ad where he was forewarned, so then he is fully responsible for the full damage and also for the degradation of the carcass. And so I would say that maybe in that case the owner is not. So I need, I need, you need to tell, tell it to me in the short mu'ad that even there the owner is responsible, not the perpetrator. And if you only told me regarding the Shor Mu'ad, I would say there the um, owner is uh, is responsible for the payment of the, uh, for the loss of the uh, degradation of the carcass because the, um, da- the, the perpetrator is paying the entire damage. And so since he's paying the entire damage, all 800, that's a significant amount, the relatively small amount of only 100. So, okay, the owner has to take care of that. But regarding Tom, where the perpetrator is only paying 400, then I would say, um, since he's paying so little, uh, therefore the perpetrator is responsible for the degradation. I might have thought that. So that's why I need, I need uh, both Mishnayot to tell me that both Tom and Mu'ad the owner is responsible for degradation of his own animal. Okay, now, so all that was the first proof. That didn't work, so we're going to try again. Second one, Tashema, Ma Ben Tam Le Mu'ad. 
This one, by the way, is the ma in the uh, um, mnemonic before. And then we're going to have hemit and kilal. So this Baraita asks a question, what's the difference between damage by a shortam and damage by a shomuad? Shatam mishalem chasi nezik migufo, umuad mishalem nezik shalem min ha'aliyah. That when you pay, uh, when a shortam pays, he pays from its own body, whereas a muad has to pay from the entire amount. Let's explain. Um, uh, if a shortam um, let's say that the short that did the damaging short time is only worth $500 um, and it goes and does damage of a really expensive uh, animal that's worth two, worth 2000 so the perpetrator has to pay half of the damage of the 2000 which is 1000 however the law by short time is that the maximum that the owner of the short time would have to pay is the value of his own animal that did the damage um it'll be like if uh if i have a cheap car and i bang into your expensive car i shouldn't have to pay any more than the full damage to my cheap car it's not my fault that you're that you're driving an expensive car I should only have to pay the maximum damage that I could have gotten if you had hit me. Okay, that's not the the law, but um, uh, there is some logic to that. Okay, and um, so that's that's the law, Chasinezek. Whereas uh, if as short as Muad, then I have to pay the entire amount, even if my ox was worth less than yours, I still have to pay the full amount of your ox. Okay, now you see that it only gives one difference between Tam and Muad. And it does not make a distinction and say that regarding short time, if I admit to it, if I was there was no there was no witnesses, and so I come and admit, then I don't have to pay because it's a fine. Whereas muad, I do have to pay because there is damages. According to it, Avuna who says it's a fine, that would be an an, an, uh, an additional difference between these two cases that should have been mentioned. Since it wasn't mentioned, so therefore this is a proof for the papa that in fact this is a this is payment of damages, and that's why there is in fact a no difference between uh, admission uh, in tam and muad uh, admission he would have to pay in either case because it's damages. So we answer no for davuna tanavishiyer. Maybe this braita is not a completely exhaustive list of all differences. It mentioned one difference, but it may be other differences that were not mentioned. All right, fine. But maishiyer there's a principle that if you're going to leave out examples, you have to leave out at least two or more examples. Uh, you, whenever you put, uh, you know, have a list and say etc. You don't write etc. if there's only one more thing that's not on the list. You only write etc. if you want to save space and there's two or more things that you're leaving out. So you have to show me something else that you would be leaving out that to justify leaving out one thing. Uh, so the answer that well, the other thing we're leaving could be leaving out is shiyed hasikofe. If my ox kills another person, not a slave, a regular person, uh, then technically the owner, the ox, the ox gets killed, and even the owner of the ox deserves a death penalty.
But in that case, since the man didn't commit murder himself, but only his ox did, he can pay a ransom for his life. Fine. That was true and regarding a short Mu'ad. What if it's a short Tam? Does the person pay half of the ransom of his life? He does not. So that would be another difference between short Tam and short Mu'ad that could have been listed. So you see, it is in fact leaving out two uh, cases. So Rav Huna could say, yeah, it's, it's, it, there is a difference, but it left it out. But then we reject that. No. Uh, the leaving out, um, uh, leaving out of this case of a half a ransom is not considered an omission that would be significant because our mission this mishnah could be the opinion of because he in fact says that even if in the case of a short tam who that goes and kills a person the owner or instead of getting the death penalty pay does pay half of the ransom. So there is no distinction between Tam and Mu'ad regarding Chatsi Kofir. Therefore, um, there would be only one additional case omitted from the Mishnah. And there can't, we don't, we don't omit only one case of the Mishnah. Therefore, this Mishnah is in fact uh, complete and is giving all of the differences. And so the only differences between uh, the Tam and Mu'ad is the payment of uh, half or all. And um, the fact that it does, and uh, it does not say that there's a difference regarding um, admission or non-admission, and so there will only be a difference between admission and non-admission if it was a, a fine. Uh, so therefore, this would be proof that is in fact a monetary payment. So the bottom line is that yes, if we follow the Biosegeli, then this would be a proof. Uh, for uh, Rav Papa, that's a monetary payment. However, Rav Huna can always say that uh, the opinion of this Mishnah does not follow Biasagili, and there are, there are two items that are left out of it. And so there's actually no proof from this part of the Mishnah either way. Instead, we're going to go to the, um, uh, not, no proof from that Mishnah. Instead, we're going to go to our third proof, which is from our Mishnah that we started with. Someone comes, comes in and admits that my ox uh, killed this person or killed the ox of that person. He has to pay based on his own testimony. My labetam is just talking about a short tam, and you see that he has to pay even though he admitted it. That proves that this is damages, like a papa, and not a fine, because if it was a fine, then he would not have to pay. And so even though this is a short tam and payment is half, nevertheless, he does pay. So um, uh, there you go. Uh, this is a proof that his damages is not payment. And then we say, no, be Mu'ad, no, how do you know Tomah Shor Tam? It's Tomah Shor Mu'ad. And that's what Shor Mu'ad, everyone agrees, is damages. And that's why he has to pay. So we say, well, aval betam mai, and no mishalem al piyasmo, but if it was uh, Shor Tam, then he wouldn't pay based on his admission. Uh, does that work? Aditani sefa, abdo shel peloni, and no mishalem al piyasmo, v'niflog v'nitne bedida. The sefa wants to give a contrasting case. And the contrasting case in the next part is, is that 
if uh, my ox kills a slave of another person, then I do not pay based on my admission because slave is 30 shekel is definitely a fine. So we want to find a distinction between two cases. So it goes to slave. But why are you jumping to a different case altogether of a slave? You could have made a closer contrast. Whenever you make a contrast between cases, cases you want the cases to be as similar as possible with just a small difference to show where the borderline is. So why not uh, give the uh, contrasting case in and of itself of the case not of killing a slave, but rather of killing the um, uh, someone else's animal? Uh, and you could have said, When do you have to pay all and when one admits only if it's a shomuad? But it's a tam, and I admit, then I don't pay even then that very case of killing someone's ox or killing the person himself. And so that would have been a better contrast. And our answer is not necessarily kula bemuad kamaire. Maybe the whole mish the whole Mishnah is all talking about muad. And so that's why we're not to, to talk about a short time would be going to a completely different case. We want to stick with the theme of muad, and within muad, there's a distinction between killing someone's animal and killing his slave. Okay, so now, therefore, that is not a proof. And so finally, we will have one good proof, a uh, solid proof. Tashema, Zakilal is from the last line of the Mishnah that says the general rule. Anyone who's paid, any time where the payment is more than the value of the damage, so obviously it's not damages, that is a fine. And therefore, if I admit it, I don't have to pay. So if we can infer from the language that it only says more, that if it was if I'm paying less than the value of the damage, and Chasinezek is less than the full damage, then that's not a fine, that is a payment, and I would have to pay even if I admit it. Proof for Ravuna. Now we say no, not necessarily. Don't interpret it as um, therefore, since the Mishnah said, pay, if you pay more, then it's a fine, but less is not a fine. Maybe not. Maybe it just means if I pay the same amount, um, uh, uh, then I, then it's an, then it's damages that, and I, and I pay based on, uh, admission. But if it's a different than the amount of the damage, more or less, uh, it would be considered a fine. Um, so can, can we read it that way? And the Gemara says, no, the words don't say that. So you're saying less, he, if, if it's less, then I would not have to pay based on my admission because less or more is not the same and therefore is a fine. Then the Mishnah should have said, any time that the payment is not equal to the damage, I don't pay based on my own admission because that is a fine. Because in that case, it would mean more or less. But the Mishnah does not say that. It only gives the example of more, and therefore the language of the Mishnah shows clearly that if the payment is less, then it still is a uh, is damages, and therefore Rav Papa is is proven correct that is damages, and Rav Huna, uh, the son of Rav Yoshua, is proving proven wrong that it's a fine. Tiyuvta, that's the final statement. So we have uh, disproven the idea that it's a fine, but then we have something surprising. Vilchata palganis kakenasa. Halachalamase though is that the half damage is a fine. 
So now we're wondering, we just went through this whole exercise and four, four proofs, and each one we found some way to answer, but the last one was conclusive proof, and yet you say the halacha follows it, that, that it's a fine, you rejected that it's a fine, and nevertheless you say the halacha is that it's a fine? And we say, yeah. What's the only reason that it was disproven is because the Mishnah didn't say the same amount. If the payment is equal to the damages, then we know it's considered damages. Um, you wanted it to say that rather than say uh, more than. Okay, but la pesikale, but that's not a necessarily a clear cut proof. Because there is another case that the Mishnah just didn't want to get into. Um, because uh, it's, uh, 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 and the case is that um, the, of sedorot, uh, pebbles. If an animal's walking and public uh, domain and some pebbles, just shoot out while it's walking and damages someone. So that is an unusual form of damage and the owner has to pay only half. But we have a halakha, the tradition, that that is considered damages, not a fine. So that's for sure damages. So therefore, if the Mishnah, therefore the Mishnah was purposeful in its language and said, anytime in all cases where the payment is more than the damage, like uh, paying for a slave that's 30 shekel when the slave is worth less, then you know that's a fine. And it didn't mention the case at all of the damages being less. It wanted to leave it out because when the damage is less, it depends. In one case, the pebbles, uh, we know for sure that the half payment is actually damages. Um, and so it couldn't give a general rule that any time the payment is less, it's always a fine because in this case it's damages. But it was not trying to imply that chasinezik of a short time is also damages. No, it just didn't want to talk about it because of the Sirot case. Uh, but in fact, you can easily read the Mishnah and as saying, as, uh, uh, as agreeing with the opinion of, of Papa that uh, because it's a different amount than the usual, it's a chasinezik, it is in fact a fine. Um, okay, so uh, therefore, even though the, the end of the of this discussion did say tiubta right someone had an answer uh, at some later point and therefore decided halacha against that tiubta because they relied on that other answer all right now now that we've established halacha that the half payment is in fact a fine well that's going to have a, a effects on some other cases that are also unusual unusual damage and other cases of unusual damage is also a fine and we have a general rule that a fine has to be collected in Eretz Yisrael only in courts there where we had uh, judges who had official semicha only judges with, with official semicha that was done in Eretz Yisrael can uh, can give a fine in Bavel that uh, while they did have batedinim but they were not uh, experts they were not of uh, of judges with semicha and so they could judge cases of of uh, compensation but they cannot impose fines so that would make a difference in other cases where it's a fine for example, if you have a dog that ate, eats a lamb, it's not usual for a dog to come and strangle a lamb and eat it. If it does, or a cat that eats a big rooster, 
usually eats a small rooster, not a big one. Mishunehu, that's unusual. And therefore, since it's unusual, um, what the owner is not expected to guard his animal against that, and therefore has the same law as a short tam. And it's a fine. Since it's a fine, it cannot be collected. The court in Bavil cannot collect it. But if the cat eats small one, small roosters, that's what it usually does. Then that's not a fine, but a compensation a payment for damages. And the court in Bavil can collect that amount. On the other, however, in those cases, if the victim goes and grabs the money from the perpetrator, right? You killed my big, uh, your cat, uh, killed my big rooster, and even though the court can't do anything about it, if the owner goes and seizes the payment on his own, we do not the, we do not remove it from him, right? He could take the law into his own hands. Or if the victim says, I want to make an appointment to see you in a betin in Israel. Um, usually, you're supposed to stay, remain close uh, to the betin that is nearby. You can't drag your other litigant uh, far away. But in this case, since the local courts can't do a fine, so the victim has a right to say, I want to make an appointment and you need to come to Eretz Yisrael. We make such an appointment and he can force the perpetrator to come to Eretz Yisrael. And then if he doesn't go, so we excommunicate the betin in Bavel, does have the power to excommunicate the perpetrator if he doesn't go to Israel to have it adjudicated there. And furthermore, ben kach ben kach, the court in Bavel uh, will excommunicate the perpetrator until he removes the uh, the uh, uh, um, uh, damage, the damaging uh, animal that is unsafe. Because we can tell him, remove the cause of the damage. This is unsafe. We learned that from taught how do you know that you should not have a, uh, a vicious dog in your house and you should not have a ladder that's not safe in your house uh, you're just you know asking for uh, damage to, to, to happen uh, so don't even have it in the house don't wait for it until an accident happens until this dog goes and bites someone it's prohibited to have it we know that from the pasuk that says um, that you should make a fence around your roof and do not place blood in your house meaning if you don't put it if you don't make a safe roof and someone falls down you are responsible you have to not only responsible um, uh, uh, for actively doing something bad, but for creating a dangerous, potentially dangerous situation, you have to prevent that. Um, and so this is a, a good uh, source for uh, the uh, government of Israel uh, uh, mandating seatbelts and airbags and other uh, safety devices so that people don't get hurt uh, is another good example. And so this would uh, also involve uh, owning a dangerous pet would not would be prohibited. Hazran alach elu na'adot chazakim u'beruchi.